Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. The Washington Report. Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon. It is drive time. Elliot Danka, Timothy Goenchua, Tian with you. Time to take a look at headlines out of the United States from climate issues to act uh, strikes. On the line with us is Trisha Craig, Vice President, Engagement and Senior Lecturer of Social Sciences, Sociology and Political Science, Yale and U.S. College. Good afternoon, Trisha. How are you? Hi there. I'm doing well. Tricia, so uh, the U.S. Uh, special presidential envoy to climate, or for climate, rather, Senator John Kerry, is in Beijing to restart those stalled U.S.-China climate negotiations. Can they put their differences apart and focus on the immediate climate crisis at hand? Well, I think that's what the world is looking at. Look, these are the two biggest polluters in the world, which isn't surprising since they're also the two largest economies, but together they make up or they give us 40% of global emissions. So whatever is going to be done to mitigate the climate crisis, the solution has got to run through these two countries because they're also the ones that have the ability to at least try to mitigate some of this. For example, they're both the two biggest producers of electric vehicles. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. All right, uh, Tricia, what else will you be observing as far as we're looking at uh, outcomes of talks in Beijing, you know, potential as a U.S.-China icebreaker as well, as far as this is concerned? So John Kerry has said that his goal in this trip is talking about reducing methane emissions, something particularly important when we're talking about China, moving away from coal, taking on deforestation. And so I think One of the things that we're looking for is, you know, are we going to see any movement along those things? But I don't think we should be expecting any big breakthroughs, right? I think it would be a success if we can get back to where we were in 2021. That's when the then Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, went to Taiwan, which really angered the Chinese, and they broke off talks. So I think sort of resetting that relationship, getting a diplomatic framework for discussing climate, that would be a good outcome. All right, uh, Tricia, let's have a look at the upcoming presidential elections, of course, and the fundraising so far. Who is winning the money raise? Well, you know, it's really an interesting question. So over the weekend, we got the sort of uh, the quarterly report on this. And this is one of the things that has everybody abuzzed is it looks like DeSantis, the governor of Florida, who's running for uh, the Republican nomination, he is on one hand, the sort of non-Trump front runner. Trump, of course, is the front runner, but he is clearly in trouble. So much so that a lot of people think he's toast because really? although he raised a lot of money, he'd like twenty million dollars in six weeks. He's also spending like there's no tomorrow on things like payroll, very inflated numbers of people working for the campaign, private jets. And importantly, he's relying on a small number of large donors, right? So it sort of started to look like this might be the beginning of the end of the one candidate people were sort of thinking could maybe take out Trump. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Um, any thoughts on how things are, are, are shaping up and, and just trying to reference in uh, you know, potential sourness that a $52 billion, uh, student debt has been <laughs> forgiven? Why didn't we get this? How does that all play into the elections for 2024? Well, you know, the student debt relief has been a cornerstone of Biden's uh, campaign since the election, right? He is really trying not just to appeal to a constituency of his voters, but college debt or student debt 
loans in the United States are really a drag on the economy, particularly for young people. And so, as we know, the Supreme Court struck down the Biden's sort of sweeping debt relief program. So he's come up with a new one. And this is a smaller and more focused plan. You mentioned $52 billion. That's a lot of money, but it is a far cry from the original program that was more than half a trillion. What do we see with this? So this will affect about 800,000 borrowers. Um, but really, they're not, their loans are not being forgiven so much as the idea behind this, what Biden is doing, is to fix past problems with the loan program itself. So people whose payments were credited incorrectly or who got bad advice when they called in about their loans, if they have made you know, sort of substantial pay down. And if they've had 20 to 25 years in months where they've been paying back, they will be eligible for relief. All right. Uh, let's let's talk about Hollywood for one moment. Uh, Tricia. So two strikes have shut down Hollywood uh, for now. Um, there are two unions, of course, having trouble there. What's the latest on this? All right. So we know that there are two main issues and and we've got two simultaneous strikes. We've got the actors out and the writers. And this mm-hmm. is the first time since 1960. So 60 plus years since this has been the case. Why are they striking now? There are two main issues. One is revenue coming from streaming and the other is the issue of AI. And with respect to streaming, really, we have changed the way that we consume entertainment, right? Think about the way that, you know, when you want to watch something, you know, you're not turning on the television at a given time, mm-hmm. you know, every week. Uh, you're using streaming services a lot of the time. And the old model of writers and actors sharing in the success, think about Friends, right? Every time you watch Friends, those actors and those writers get get a payment. That mm-hmm. That is no longer the case. So success now is more like one-time payments, and that's that means a real loss for actors and writers. So they want a more equitable split of how streaming services are paying out. Now, the AI issue is a is a much bigger one, and that is that they don't want their likenesses. Uh, so actors don't want their likenesses generated by AI, and writers don't want all the writing to go to um, to AI. And so we're really talking about a watershed moment in the kind of history of entertainment and how people are being paid. Very interesting, though, because yep. if you look forward, there is no other way. I and mean, we still need to help AI, but <laughs> AI will be a helping tool, if, if you would look at it this way, for, really? for the writers. And, oh. I mean, for the writers. Let's, let's, let's reverse that, okay, Tim, just very quickly, um, since we still got a little bit of time. Let's reverse that and use AI. Uh, Trisha, AI will take over all your classes. Uh, you're going to go on strike? <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm, so there are two reasons why I'm not that afraid of AI. One ah. is I think I think it is a great I, I think it is a tool, exactly. but I also think it is highly flawed. I recently uh, was looking for something on AI and asked it to generate a list of references, and when I checked, almost half of them it had totally made up. Mm-hmm. So I think that it is not at the point where any of us need to feel uh, a kind of electronic breast down the back of our neck, yeah, breathing down a, our it's neck. It's a good thing to start things off, but we still need to edit and look at what it's producing for us. That's right. For now. <laughs> <laughs> for now. We've, been, we've been speaking with Trisha Craig, Vice President Engagement and Senior Lecturer of Social Sciences, Sociology and Political Science, Yale and US College. Trisha, as always, a pleasure speaking with you, the real you, not the AI. Uh, take care and have a great <laughs> week <know>? ahead. <laughs> All right. Take care, y'all. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.